Hi, I'm Debbie Harbeck, and I'm a certified life coach working with women in midlife and through the menopause transition. So each week, I'll be sharing the latest information, inspiration, and generate some momentum so you can move forward and feel more in control of your changing midlife body and your life. Let's go. Hi, and welcome to this episode of the Midlife Momentum Podcast. So I'm jumping right into stress today, only because I think it is such a big part of our menopause experience or our menopause transition. And I know last week I said we need to talk more about menopause and stress is a part of the conversation, only because maybe you've noticed up until now, stress, you might have been able to keep it under control. Somehow you were holding it all together. But when you hit this point of life, you might find that things aren't holding together so well. And usually it's your own body that is taking the brunt of all of that effect, all that stress effect. And stress, to be honest, is near and dear to my heart because I had to learn how to deal with it from a really young age. When I was a kid years ago, I was stressed so much of the time. I was called nervous. Maybe today they'd call it anxious, but I was a stressed little kid. There were knots in my stomach most of the time, and I didn't know what it was, but I was able and quietly holding it all in. So the outside of me wasn't showing I was stressed. The inside of me was, and as a result, I ended up in the hospital several times with abdominal pain, digestive issues, and I thought it was because of school, because these things for me usually showed up because... It was the beginning of the school year, or it was after the Christmas holidays, or right before summer break. But of course, I all the other kids weren't ending up in the hospital like I was, so I learned that school wasn't actually the cause of my stress. It was what I was thinking about school that was the issue. So usually the thoughts I was having about school was like, whose class would I be in, and will I make any friends, and then there were thoughts of not measuring up, or not being good enough, like, am I the only one not getting this, or will I pass, or will I look silly? Although I really hated to feel stressed, I don't think anybody really enjoys feeling stressed like that, Um, and it had all these horrible physical effects on me, it created an awareness in my mind that my mind and my body are are definitely linked. There is a link to what I'm thinking because it's showing up in my body as all these issues. And that's when I realized I could change my thinking and that would change the effect on my body. So that's what led me to figure out how to get calm. And calm has become since then one of my superpowers, I'd say. I think we all have superpowers. We're all we all have things that we're talented at or we're very skilled at. Well, calm is one of those things that I've just learned to be really good at. And I got there through, you know, learning how to breathe, meditate, going for walks outdoors, learning to do and teach yoga, um, and just working on my mindset. Those were all part of how I learned to calm myself because it was kind of for my own survival. If I wanted to go out in the world, if I wanted to do things with my life, if I wanted to travel, I had to learn how to calm down. So in a way, I'm really glad I learned that when I was younger because now that I'm going into this phase of my life where I know stress is such an issue for so many people, I can now use my skills to teach my clients how to calm down and how to deal with what they're stressed about these days. So my big question to you would be, are you stressed? And it is a loaded question, 
But it's an important one if you are in perimenopause like me or in menopause because stress can have a huge effect on this whole transition. Now, I know we, you know, I'm using the word stress. It sounds like a really big word because it means so many different things to different people. And I just want us to get on the same page with what that is. So through this episode, I'm going to go through five questions that I really want to address so that we can understand what it means and what it's doing to your body and how you can actually deal with it. So the first question is, what does stress really mean? And for me, stress is pressure. And there's good stress, so there's good pressure, a pressure that motivates us into action, like the stress of riding a roller coaster or the stress of giving a speech. You know, those times where this stress is just temporary, but it's there for a reason because we're, we're doing something meaningful, we're doing something exciting, but it goes away once the event is over. So it's short-lived, it goes away, but on the other hand, the bad stress is what I call what is called chronic stress it's a stress that hangs around but it's not so obvious because it's always there it's like this low level hum in the room that you might only notice when it gets quiet like the fridge you know you don't even notice that fridge is running until everything is quiet at night it's kind of like that that's chronic stress so the problem with chronic stress so this is the second question why does it matter uh, in perimenopause and menopause, well, it's because of your hormones. So when you're stressed, you're releasing a hormone called cortisol. And when you're in perimenopause or in menopause, your hormones of estrogen and progesterone are declining over time. And so that causes actually your cortisol to increase because the amazing things about these female hormones that we had so much of for this this phase of our lives is that they actually helped temper cortisol. They actually kept stress in check. And progesterone too is a naturally calming hormone. So once these hormones start to decline or diminish, you become just much more affected by anything that could stress you out. And so you might be feeling the effects of things that you thought were under control that you were handling so well, but now you're having issues with. So that is why it is because your hormones are changing. So now as a result of like this unmanaged chronic stress, um, I'm going to ask the question, how does stress show up in your body? Why does it matter? And how, do, how does it make you feel? So it shows up by affecting your sleep. So you may be, and you may feel more fatigued and exhausted, maybe because you're not sleeping so well. You can also experience some weight gain and even notice that the weight you do want to lose or you're trying to lose is resistant to all the efforts that you're making. So another thing that stress can affect. You may be developing digestive issues like I did. Um, you could develop heartburn or constipation. You might experience a lot of mood swings. So just notice that your emotions are much more um, vulnerable to things than they were before. And your immune system might be more compromised. So you may find yourself catching more viruses or finding that viruses last longer. So all this said, obviously stress management should be a big part of your perimenopause and menopause healthy living routine. And the good news is that when you do manage or reduce your stress, your body will be more available to take care of you and do what it's supposed to do. So the next question, which would be the fourth question I wanted to ask is, what's causing your stress? So I ask this question a lot to people, to my clients, and they're 
answer is usually one of these things. It's either it's work, it's finances, it's their health, or it's a relationship in their life, like the one with their partner or their parents or their boss or a coworker. So it seems valid, right, that a circumstance or another person is causing our stress. I know it does. It feels that way to me too. But the truth is that a person or circumstance aren't causing you to be stressed. And you might not want to hear hear this because you might want to believe, no, it really is my, my boss. It really is my job. It really is my partner and all the bills I have to pay. And personally, me too, I don't like to acknowledge that it might be something inside of me, but it is. And just like when I talked about when I was a little kid, that it was not school that was the source of my stress. And the way I knew that was because not all the kids were ending up in the hospital like I was. And in your life, it's the same thing. Somebody doing your job with your boss, with your partner, those things might not have an effect on somebody else like they do on you. So it's what you're thinking about these things that are actually stressing you out. And as much as we don't want to hear it, the good news is, is that puts you in a position of power because you can actually do something about what you're thinking and actually start changing your thoughts. So maybe you're having thoughts like, I have to get this project done by midnight or I'll be fired or I'm late and she's not even dressed yet or he never listens to me. So obviously when you hear these thoughts and just me saying them actually makes me feel, feel stressed. So I'm not saying that people or situations are perfect or ideal. They're definitely not. But what I'm saying is that those stressful feelings are coming from your own brain. <laughs> so it comes, with a th- comes from a thought that we react to with emotion and that emotion is felt in the body. And those emotions are usually negative emotions that we're feeling in our body. And when I found this out, obviously I was able to deal with my own stress and get rid of the chronic stress in my life altogether. So how did I do that? How do you manage these thoughts? How do you get rid of this stress that's hanging around? And that's what I want to talk about next. So there are four things that I do suggest you try to get rid of the stress or at least reduce it in your life. And the first one is actually to address what it is that is stressing you out. And for this, like I said, because it is thoughts, I think it's really useful to grab a journal, something where you can physically see the thoughts outside of your own mind and just let your thoughts go. Even put a timer on for like 10 minutes. Just don't care about what is coming out of your mind. Just keep writing. It doesn't have to be perfect sentences. Just write. Just get your thoughts out. And once you have them there, allow yourself to feel the feelings that will show up. So when you write, you are going to have feelings and you might want to cry. So cry. And you might want to get angry. So go punch a pillow. Or you might just be feel exhausted by all of that coming out of you. Take a break, right? So just have compassion for yourself in this moment because it's not an easy thing to do to face what you're thinking and what's stressing you out and know that whatever feelings are showing up for you they're absolutely valid they're they're not wrong your feelings can never be wrong your feelings are valid they deserve to be felt and you need to feel them and from here just notice whatever thoughts that came out of your brain like maybe I hate my job um, you can turn it into a neutral thought like I have a job 
this is a neutral factual statement. I have a job is a fact, right? It's not positive or negative, but it's a step out of the negative and towards something that'll cause you less stress and cause less issues in your body and mind. If you were just thinking, I have a job. And then the idea is just to practice that thought by interrupting the old one. Whenever you notice it, you replace it with this one. And then over time, you might go from neutral to something a bit more positive. Maybe, maybe not. And that's where I'll add a little caveat here is that changing your thoughts doesn't mean you won't ever change your circumstances. It doesn't mean you won't change jobs or doesn't mean you won't get a divorce. It doesn't mean that you're not going to change something. All it means is that you're going to bring your thoughts from something really negative to something more neutral at least. And then whatever action you decide to take is not going to come from that negativity. It's going to come from the right frame of mind that you will need to make that change. So this practice is transformational. It can completely turn your stress around it, like it did for me. And if you, can do, you can't do this on your own, I know I needed help too. I got a coach. You can get a coach as well. And a coach can help you get through this. Now, the second practice I suggest is just to get active. Do something that moves your body, stresses in your body. So dance it out, lift heavy weights, walk, run, skip, swim, do yoga, whatever is a good outlet for you to get out these stressful feelings, just do that. And that is honestly the whole reason I started running was about 20 or maybe 18 years ago when my relationship with the father of my kids was not going well, running was my outlet. It allowed me a really healthy way to get the emotions out of my body. It gave me time to think about what I was feeling, about what I really wanted in my life. And it also got me outside. It got me in the outdoors, which is another great stress reliever. So there's so many benefits that happened when I took up running and it got me through one of the most stressful times of my life. So get moving and if you can, do it outside. The next one, and probably the most obvious one you would think of is when you are stressed, relax. Relax and let go, right? So for sure, anything that helps you relax can be helpful, but make sure it's a healthy way to relax. A lot of us are turning to alcohol and food and shopping as ways to take the edge off. And although none of these things is really horrible in and of themselves, if you're relying on them to get you through a stressful day, that's when it's not healthy because it could become a habit and it could lead to bigger issues down the road. And that's what we don't want. So instead, if you're going to find something to relax with, use music or meditation or yoga or even take a nap. <laughs> a nap can be a great way to relax. Writing can be a great way to relax. Knitting, my mother did that for years. I think that was her outlet. And even doing a puzzle, anything that can help you let go and just turn your mind off for a little while uh, will help you feel lighter. Whatever you can do to do that, that's healthy, go for that. And finally, the last one I say is sleep. So if you are chronically stressed, sleep is about the most important thing you can do because usually if you are stressed, you're probably not getting a decent night's sleep. So, and, and if you're in perimenopause or menopause, right, the effect of stress will just amplify any sleep issues you might have as well. So both of these things, all these hormones that are working in your body might be working against your sleep. So it's important then that you 
bring on things that will foster a really good night's sleep for you. And that could be things like turning off your screens a little bit earlier, letting go of caffeine, probably afternoon would be a good idea, keeping your bedroom cool and dark and getting yourself into a sleepy state before you go to bed. So not just turning off a really stressful TV show and going to bed or working and going to bed, but actually taking time to take a warm bath or make a cup of herbal tea or put yourself in some cozy PJs, whatever it is, just get yourself in a sleepy state. And of course, sleep is a huge topic in itself. So I'm definitely going to have at least a whole episode, if not more, dedicated to sleep. But that is one of the big ways to manage or get rid of stress. So of course, I'm giving you all these ideas, but you are a human being, we are human beings, and negative stressful thoughts will just show up in life. It is absolutely normal. But once you're aware that stress is just thoughts and that you can change them, well, it makes life a whole lot less stressful, right? So you do have some control here. And chronic stress does not go away overnight. It's a step-by-step process. And as a coach, that's what I help my clients do. Step-by-step, we let go of stress. We find ways of doing it that work for us. Everybody is different. You are unique. I am unique. We have things that will work for us. And the whole idea is to find what those things are. And when you can do that, you can feel more in control of your life, of your body, and of this whole perimenopause, menopause experience that you're in right now. So I just want to leave you with that. I want to thank you for listening to this episode today. I'm really grateful you chose to be here with me. And if you enjoyed this episode, I'd love for you to rate it on Apple or Spotify or whatever platform you are listening to. I really appreciate it. And I'll be back next week with a fresh new episode. So keep moving forward and bye for now. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Midlife Momentum Podcast. If you want to learn more about working with me, come visit me at debbieharbeckcoaching.com. That's Debbie, I-E, Harbeck with a C, coaching.com. See you next week.